This is Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast. Episode 158, Lonesome Lullaby. I'm Eric Paul Johnson. And I'm Eric Winsenson. And I believe Jeff Lynn was foreshadowing his experience of listening to the podcast, if he listened, and if he's still listening up to this point, after what we've been through with Zoom, because the first lyric in this week's song is, I listened to the wine for way too long. So and That could be it. Yeah. From 20 years prior. Yeah. So, um, after all she wanted, which I really didn't like, and after melting in the sun, which was... Eh, eh, we go into Lonesome Lullaby, and this is how the album ends. And I like it. I like this song. Zoom has this problem that we'll get into when we do bonus tracks in a couple weeks. I forgot about this song. It happens a lot. It comes up randomly. I like that song. And then the song ends and I move on to something else and forget that the song ever existed until it comes back around. Because when we were coming up on this song, I was trying to get it in my head to think about well, what's coming up next week. And parts of it would filter in. And I wondered, is that part that I'm hearing in my head part of the song that's actually in the song? And I think it was. But it's a good song that I keep forgetting about. After that opening guitar line there, which kind of reminds me of Wild Thing. Not the song, but the way the guitar sounds at the opening of Wild Thing. But then it just starts right up, and it bangs right in, and it goes. I like the drums in it. It's nothing really special here. It's pretty much your standard issue Jeff Lynne drum sound. But he's got a tambourine jangling along with it, which I think helps the percussion section going on over there. And the rhythm guitar that's playing along with the drums, it all seems to mesh together to make a really great sounding song. Unlike some of the other rockers on this album where it's just, here's the drums, they're doing their drum thing. And we've got the rhythm guitar thing over here. It's distorting and rocking away over here. And we got the bass doing its thing here. And we've got this here, this box here, this box here, this box here. And they're all playing together to make that song. Whereas with this one, they're playing together, but it doesn't feel like I've checked off this box, this box, 
this box, here's your song. It's like they all mesh together. It's like the perfect Lego set. Every block goes together to make a beautiful looking set. This is a beautiful sounding Lego set of a song. It's got some nice widgets tucked around in there. I like the moaning cello, that's nice. But when he hits the chorus, that's when my eyes roll back in my head and I was like, oh yeah, this is freaking awesome. And I really dig the pre-chorus build-up. You saved yourself by saving nobody else. You must have cringed when you heard them tell. And I like some of the cries that he sings in the closing repeating chorus of the song. Some of those that he hits are just, <laughs> they're really fantastic. It's a good song to end Zoom with in every country except Japan. Yeah, that's what I thought. Is This is an excellent ending song. He came up with a song to just completely say goodbye at the end of the album, and it worked. Uh, ends with some cellos, ends with basically a little bit of almost spoken words at the end. Your lonesome lullaby. Ah, it all works. I do think there are better songs on the album, but... This is one of the real highlights on it, which uh, it seems like that doesn't excuse some <laughs> of the other stuff on here, because obviously he planned things. He took time. Yeah. This wasn't just, oh, got to bang an album out. Mm -hmm. There's some thought behind some of this, and some of the thought process was... Ah, people want to hear me do these types of songs, where I don't know where that process came from. <laughs> because people want to hear you do these types of songs, like Lonesome Lullaby. If you're not going to do the ELO sound, particularly, then might as well do this instead. And at least make the songs interesting. Yeah. Only thing I say that really could have been added on this is if he could have got Ringo and George in the same room at one time and add a little bit to this and maybe talk to some of the members that he was on good terms with of his band and maybe throw it all together, that would have been a nice little ending thing saying, hey, we got some of the people together here and we got George, we got Ringo, and, and here's Lonesome Lullaby as we close out this album. That would have been great. Yeah, it would have been great. Song's good as it is, though. And often people don't know how to close out an album. They just drones on and on and on until finally the last little beat that they programmed into the Casio just fades. <laughs> and I'm glad he didn't do a seven, eight minute ending song on this. Yeah, but um, 13 songs on an album is a lot. On time, sure, there were 13. But the bookend by two small little tracks, prologue and epilogue, only a minute something. Whereas every song on this album is three to five minutes. Yeah, this album could have used some trimming. I can think of a few songs here that could have been just tossed aside, B-sides, later special edition released bonus tracks. But he didn't. 
And yeah, he had time to work on this album, according to the Jeff Lynne database. He started working on these songs in like 97. So like 97 through 2001, he's working on these songs. It's not like, all right, this song, done, move on, next. Because I got this album I got to get out in a couple months. Which, kind of looking back, he made better albums that way. True. Yeah. <laughs> what I do like about this, well, I know I should save some of it for when we do the bonus track, but one of the things I do like is, even though it is 13 songs, it's what, a little bit under 50 minutes, maybe? I, I think so. Total? Yeah, but it's not 75 minutes. So many bands, especially older bands, as soon as they got a chance to put stuff out on CD, oh, they need to hear everything we do. We need to do the equivalent of a double album. 75 minutes of stuff. Give the fans what they want. Uh, and uh, no, what we want is good songs. Yeah. Metallica should have figured that out after load and reload. Most of it was a load of garbage. and. <laughs> It's about as bad as Use Your Illusion by Guns N' Roses, where it could have been one album, and Load and Reload could have been one album. So I'm glad Jeff Lynne didn't decide, hey, they need an epic of stuff that all sounds the same. Yeah, just because you have 74 minutes and 20 seconds to fill doesn't mean you got to fill all 74.20. The album is 43 minutes, 36 seconds. Okay, so it's regular album length. That's yes. what I figured. It wasn't that... If it was over it, it wasn't over it by much. So I figured it wasn't that bad. Yeah. I was afraid it was going to be. And at this point, I think the only people he was on speaking terms with from the old band was Richard Tandy. Because throughout the 90s, everybody else who had been in ELO had done time extended or limited in Electric Light Orchestra Part 2. And it seemed like Jeff Lynne kind of shoved anybody who was worked with that band including Lewis Clark, out of the picture and never to return again. Richard, Kane. I love how you put it with the Electric Light Orchestra Part 2 that they were doing time. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, some of that, it's, yeah. From the outside, yeah, it's, it's kind of appropriate. Well, this is all we got. I, you know, who's going to hire a rock and roll cellist in the 90s to be a permanent member of a band, so... Bev Bevan's got something going. I'll just, I gotta eat, I got a mortgage to pay, I got Legos to buy. I'll just take this gig, because Jeff Lynne's done with ELO. That's never happening again. And then, fifteen years later, here it is. And it could have used a lot of those old members, but we'll get into that again. Bonus tracks. Oh yes, in two weeks. Also, there are fans of Zoom, and I highly recommend that the fans of Zoom call the telephone line voicemail and talk about how much you love this album. And that's all I'm going to say for another two weeks anyway. So when he calls in, we'll uh, give him his time to make his comments. <laughs> yes. Yes. We'll give that person, <laughs> that one person who likes zoom. Yes. Your podcast time. So be sure to call that telephone line voicemail. Six, two, three, eight, five, oh, three, three, seven, five. Call now. Baby, cry. Tell me about your lonesome lullaby. Cry. Tell me about your lonesome lullaby. Your lonesome lullaby. Prang.
Good hello everybody, it's me, Dono, and here's my take on Lonesome Lullaby. We get another one of Jeff's poison pen pal letters to his past, sort of, before we wrap up Zoom. I do like the spaghetti western inspired guitar that is littered throughout the song. I shouldn't be surprised as the guitar is his primary instrument and even in the overly digital secret messages, he manages to blend in his guitar in the middle of those high-tech keyboards. That guitar tone and riff match the song itself well enough to briefly stifle my usual lo-fi bellyaching, which is nice for me and you the listener. Charles M. Schultz of Peanuts fame once described his job as coming up with the same thing daily without repeating yourself. Even though this is far down the job spectrum, Petrum pay folks, this is indeed a reality of this passion project, adding on top by involuntarily questioning your personal faith in your favorite band in front of other members of this faithful lot until your words get increasingly drowned out with chants off off with his head. Well, it would have been worse if this was a Zappa bass project where the fans are just as cutthroat as his music. Well, hello, this is Dr. Troy with my thoughts on Lonesome Lullaby. I'm not going to beat around the bush here. I do not like this song. It sounds lazy, uninspired. I don't even think it would have made a good B-side. In fact, I didn't like the last three songs, Melting in the Sun, All She Wanted, Lonesome Lullaby. I think Jeff should have left them off the album. Should have, again, I've said this before, should have expanded Ordinary Dream and made that the closing track on this album. That way you would have had a good to very good ELO closing album track. But it is what it is. But sometimes I think it's best not to use all the space available on a CD. And Jeff didn't come anywhere near that with this album. But do you need 13 songs per album? No, I don't think so. If I were Jeff, I would have concentrated on making 10 really good songs. I'm not Jeff Lynn. And I know some of you probably feel differently. And that is fine. I'm not going to cancel you, but as it goes, I'm not a fan of Lonesome Lullaby. And I'll talk to you next week. This has been a thought from Dr. Troy. Great moments in Electric Light Orchestra history. American Top 40. AT40 originates in Hollywood. I'm Casey Kasem, and watch out for this song. This is the highest debuter in over a year. In fact, it's one of the three highest debuting songs of the past five years. Last week at 41, this week at number 18, here's the Electric Light Orchestra and Don't Bring Me Down. Highest debuting record of the week, ELO and Don't Bring Me Down. And here they come again. Number 17. Never in AT40 history have we had this situation. Three acts with two songs apiece, all in the countdown at the same time. This week, Donna Summer, Earth, Wind & Fire, and ELO each have two songs in the countdown. And ELOs just happen to land back-to-back. 
At number 17, their second hit in the 40, Shine a Little Love. Like it? Hate it? What does Madeline think? I like this song. Wow, she liked it! Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast, is a production of Radio Trolla Entertainment, Assorted Deli Meets Amalgamated. You can contact us by voicemail at 623-850-3375 or email us at eloftmpodcast at gmail.com. Keep up to date on the show by joining our Facebook group and spread the word by sharing the link or giving us a quick rating on iTunes. You can financially support the podcast at patreon.com slash ELOpod. Next week, episode 159, Long Black Road.